Pathfinders to find the best podcast actual play of the War for the Crown Adventure Path. Now with Overland Travel. On the road again. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. I mean, technically on the road the first time during the AP, I think. I mean, we all traveled in the first episode. We did travel all to Apara, but yeah, that was all kind of just hand waved. Some of us took magical gateways, so. Heather doesn't remember because Opara's like a day's travel from her home. Yeah. (laughs) That's true. Does that count? It took me one magical teleportation circle. <laughs> Looking at the map, uh, it's just like up the river. It's like mm-hmm. doop to do. <laughs> you know. But yeah, welcome back, everyone. So um, when last we left our heroes, well, I guess technically speaking, um, when last we left our heroes, they had transitioned from book one officially fully into book two. Woo! I think we teased that like four episodes ago, but then we but had some, uh, some wrap up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've actually busted out book two, and, uh, and you guys have gotten the ball rolling. Uh, you've gotten your mission, as it were, after going and meeting with your friend and childhood confidant. Take that reverse, that confidant and childhood friend, Martella Lothied. She had, in short, uh, informed you that the High Strategos Pytherius, as far as the various claimants, seems to be the uh, the primary opposition to the princess and has uh, all of the cards um, in his favor as far as mm-hmm. having the entirety of the military, with the exception of uh, the Taladane horse doesn't really like the phalanx and the um, Navy doesn't really like either because it's the whole branches of the military thing. The Navy's with us. Mm. So who knows? But well, once again, Rick knows. I know. Also, I think it's funny. This is an AP where by the end of book one, everybody knows the name of the AP, even the characters, because it was in the tabloids. Mm. Wolf of the true. crown on extra, extra. Pytherius, <laughs> moving exactly to the south. Oh, yeah. In Mummy's Mask, you guys spent a lot of time talking about a Mummy's Mask. I guess true. that's true. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the paper also distributed like a map and everybody's like tracking the, the allegiances themselves at home as they it's switch. True. You should make a blank map of uh, Taldor, like, and so people can color in the provinces, Rick. Oh, yeah, there you go. They probably oh, yeah. Patreon yeah. reward. <laughs> we, can, we can do those cool little drawings that they do in uh, like to, when in the, in the history documentaries to show the movement yeah. of forces and stuff. You remember yeah. high school geography when you had to color in countries and label them? Yeah. Let's do that. Yeah, that was the whole thing. <laughs> However, the party met with Martella. They spoke with her. They learned that the princess, of course, needs a base of operations for which to uh, compete against the general Pytherius. Yep. And as such, she wishes to reclaim her family's ancestral home, uh, known commonly as the Palace of Birdsong or Birdsong Palace, which is located in the Tandak Prefecture, uh, specifically the County of Merit. All of you are already familiar with the Palace of Birdsong, having spent that magical summer there during the Summer Without Rain 25 years ago, where you'd first met Princess Eutropia as well as Martella. Mm-hmm. The Palace of Birdsong has, for the last two centuries, been in the hand of the stewards of the palace, the Lothied family, Martella's uh, family of which she is the bastard daughter of and now estranged daughter of, mm. uh, after mm-hmm. the death of her father when her brother Bartleby became the Count of Merritt County. Yeah, that guy is so-so. Technically speaking, the actual head of the family is uh, Panavar Lothi the Sixth. Yeah, he's too busy busy with the Arcanus Guild, so he just lets Bartleby handle everything. He's too busy just doing magic. He's Mm -hmm. like, ah, whatever. 
I mean, you know, he, he runs an entire military. Well, I don't know if they're really considered a military arm, but a, an they're entire not. military group of, you know. They're actually, they're not military at all. They're actually oh, they're entirely. Not. They are contracted by the government to provide magical protection spells for civic buildings and such. Mm. So, like, every building that has guards and ward spells and everything else, it's officially contracted through them. But they are not oh. a military branch. Oh, for some reason, I oh. thought they were, they were also, like, battle mages and stuff. They do train for, like, battle magic and all the rest of that. Now, mind you, they craft a lot of magical weapons and armor and all the rest of that stuff for the yeah. military. But you can make an argument that they're almost more like, mm. yeah, contractors. Mm. They're arms dealers. Mm-hmm. They're arms dealers, if you want to go that <laughs> They are the arms and armor dealers if, if magic is considered as such, which it generally is. So Martella asked all of you to make your way to Merritt County to go and infiltrate the nobility of Merritt <laughs> County as hey, the princess has purchased a, a track of land there, the old mm-hmm. Betany estate of Swanmere. And, yeah. and uh, Eutropia sold her townhouse Villa. to yeah. buy. Yeah, which yes. is wild. It's a, it's a lot of faith in us. Mm-hmm. But fortunately, um, all of you were somehow connected to the Betany family, considering you're all nobles. And if you trace it far enough back, sure. there's a connection in there. The closest being the Zespires. Everybody's related mm. to everybody in Talden uh, nobility. Meaning that uh, Felix has been appointed as the heir of the Betany estate. And didn't mm-hmm. all of us yeah. kind of get a tie? We have title with, with that too. But um, I can't yes, we have gotten to add appointee of Stackies. That's Stachys. right, it is. Ooh. That's right. Soul fancy. Of Stachys, yep. Technically speaking, uh, Felix is now actually, uh, having never even been there, um, how noble of you, uh, also the <laughs> tribune of statues. So technically speaking, you're the mayor of a town you've never stepped foot in. Yay. Well, we're going to step foot there and then it'll be okay. It's basically that business thing where you get bought by some overseas company and you never actually meet the bosses. You know, you just Except keep doing your thing. Up. We're showing but up. Yep. Martella had uh, contacted them. A carriage had been dispatched to pick all of you up, and she had asked you to make your way to Merrick County to arrive in time for the the Tanager Jubilee in celebration of the founding of the county. All right. This will be attended by the majority of the nobility of the county, giving you a chance to kind of slip in there, introduce yourselves, uh, get a lay of the land, considering your long-term goal is to a improve the county mm-hmm. and b subvert everyone's loyalties to the Lothied family so that c when martella has managed to convince the grand duchess in castlemere to back your taking of the palace of birdsong considering that the princess has legal standing but not time to debate it in legal proceedings mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. claim this building trying to take a shortcut yeah, yes. so you're more or less just trying to go in there and uh, and get enough people to back you so that when you go, we need you to leave this place, all of the other barons and everything else in the county don't just rise up together and form their army. And then it's yeah. like, well, it's us against like 2,000 peasants with pitchforks. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't learned fireball yet. And also doing that would be a monstrous thing to do. One of these things should have come first. Non-lethal <laughs> fireball for everyone. <laughs> Would probably oh still God. kill most. I was gonna say the problem is it would still kill peasants. Oh my God! Non-lethal fireball is definitely just the whiskey version. <laughs> <laughs> Douse yes. them all in fireball whiskey. Get them real drunk. <laughs> That's the whole thing that uh, there's two different types of fireball whiskey. One of them has alcohol, the other one doesn't. Oh, what? But if they actually release cinnamon? a non-alcoholic version. The two bottles just look identical. Hmm. Oh. How many people hmm. were at parties? Thinking they were drinking alcoholic fireball and weren't. They want to pretend they're getting drunk. Nobody likes the taste of fireball. Exactly, right? Anyway, 
So the recap doesn't go on any further. All right. <laughs> You'd gone back, uh, gathered all of your gear, and set off, um, having met with both your uh, valet as well as the mm-hmm. uh, driver, driver, your driver stable and stable master, and lady maid on the road. At least for now, lady yeah. maid. <laughs> yes. But I suppose to kick things back off, it's going to be a whole family affair when we get there because apparently they're all related. That's going to be fun. Yep. It's true. It's the mom, the son, and the brother, and the. Valet's brother, brother and sister-in-law right? or something? Yeah. Currently, Morel uh, Delros is the uh, the valet yeah. who's come. Yeah, and, and then it's his, his daughter. His daughter, who's uh, Karina Velros, is the stable master. His wife is the actual lady's maid that will be taking care of all of you once you get there. His father is actually been the caretaker of the estate and is the butler. Mm. His sister... Is the cook? Is the cook. Her husband will be your footman, and then their two children are your page and scutlery boy. I'm going to need a family tree. (laughs) That's a pretty straightforward one. Ours are certainly weirder. It's true. I was like, I know pretty much all the serving staff is, or all the staff is this family. I just couldn't remember Yes, your entire staff is this family. That's cute. Mm. We love it. (laughs) You got to win over the the people that live with you. That's like step one. Yeah. yeah, I was about to say, if we can't even do that, we're in trouble. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, you can't win hearts and minds when they're feeding you poisoned food, you know? Yes. Ooh. But all of you sit in this uh, this well-appointed, if somewhat old, carriage. It's well taken care of. It's well tended. However, the carriage is obviously of a style decades out of date, as far as all of you are concerned. But you're going to guess is the actual Betany carriage. Mm-hmm. As it rolls out, uh, pulled by uh, its team of horses with uh, four more horses, your own steeds, their leads tied to the back of the uh, the carriage as you make your way out of the city of Opara, through the lion's gate. The lions roar in the distance. It starts the horses that aren't the ones that you're traveling with, because I think most, with the exception of Jessica, all of you bought your horses from a stablery not too far away from that gate that's used to hearing lion roars all the time. Yeah. Jessica's horse glances back annoyed. It does. Bishop is sassy. (laughs) Swishes his tail in annoyance. Before you begin to make your way out into the Oparos countryside. I was going to say, we don't have familiars in this group, so now the side story has to be around the horses and what they think of all our shenanigans. (laughs) They're combat trained. They can go on adventures. (laughs) You get to the next place, and just so Jordan has a character, a random pony. Like, you know, three and a half foot at the shoulder pony is just trotting up and join the rest. Or maybe a donkey has just followed you guys for no reason. (laughs) Yes, yes, give the wizard an ass. (laughs) Anyway, Verity's going to read a bunch of legal documents because I think we were given a bunch of them. You were provided the legal documentation pertaining towards, uh, again, the Bettany family, your connection therein. Establishes uh, Felix Espire as the second cousin once removed of the late Alice Bettany. Uh, as Felix's grandfather, Count Felios Espire, had five children. His younger, youngest daughter, Sina, married Lord Marcus Betney, the last heir of the Betney family, and had only one child, Lady Alice Betney. So in short, Felix's great-grandfather was grandfather to Alice. Nice. Making them second cousins. Yep, yep. Lady Alice Betney of House Betney was a tribune of statues, died nearly a decade ago, the winter of uh, 4708. Why, in fact... This will be the 10-year anniversary. No. <laughs> no. Yes, make it sound like a horror It's thing. a horror. Yeah. no heirs. From what you understand, the Betney family estate, known as Swanmere, has been unoccupied for the last decade. Hmm. But has been upkept. Yeah, it's been upkept. You're not positive how upkept, considering that... Yeah, with what funding? All of, all of your various servants, uh, only two of them have come to escort mm-hmm. you, while the rest are apparently mm-hmm. preparing the house for you. This isn't going to mm-hmm. turn into Crimson Peak, is it? 
It's yeah. possible. Which, I mean, well okay, if Tom Hendelson is here, I'm down. That's good. <laughs> That's the father. <laughs> you walk into a massive portrait of Tom Hendelson's rear. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you are aware that the uh, Bettany Estate, also known as Swanmere, stands atop a low hill overlooking the nearby hamlet of Statues. Uh, so technically, Felix's new title will be Lady of Swanmere, Tribune of Statues. Yeah, just add it to your list. Uh, but eventually, we'll all have full paragraphs for Rick to read whenever we get introduced to parties. Uh, I think I mentioned this briefly previously, but the paperwork details the family history dating back to the Shining Crusade 900 years ago. The Bettany family were not nobles, but vassal knights of the noble That's house right. of the uh, original Sindars. Bettany got screwed over because they didn't believe him when he when he was made a. Mm, that's right. Yeah. Uh, when the last of the Sandaris line, Baronet Wells Sandaris fell in battle against the forces of the Whispering Tyrant. His squire took up his blade and fought off the undead until he could gr- drag his lord to safety. After the battle, dying of his wounds, the Baronet granted all of his lands and titles to his squire, Elrin Bettany. And then subsequently, the Grand Duke refused to recognize that and instead granted him the title of Lord and gave him a small patch of land. Yeah, like, I mean, better than nothing, I but he definitely got screwed over. Oh, yeah. totally. Ah, we're yeah. returning to another swamp. Verity will be directly at home. <laughs> but I suppose then, you travel northwest through the Oparis Prefecture. As the carriage trundles down these, again, uneven stone roads. The further and further you make your way away from the capital, the worse repair the roads become as you march your way north. I think Gwen keeping up kind of a a hymn and a drum beat and all the rest of that stuff since she's uh, inspiring the horses to go at speed. Yeah, we don't want the horses to get tired and take damage. Mm. Gwen sitting on the top of the carriage with a giant drum like the Viking longships. Just <laughs> drumming she's on. just got all the, all the luggage is just surrounding her as like a <laughs> little railing. <laughs> okay, that's awesome. It's very Mad Max. <laughs> yes. Give me an electric guitar and some flames behind me. That'd be yeah. real cool. I mean, Scald is perfect for that. <laughs> Cornelius is like prestidigitation. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> prestidigitation for effects. Yeah, there use you go. Use pyrotechnics, actually. It's like oh, good use of that spell. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah totally. <laughs> Meanwhile, the horses are freaking out. Not not ours, but the ones. That's really down. why they're inspired is because they're like, no, oh, the fire's going to get me. <laughs> but as you continue to travel, making your way further and further north, the sprawling noble estates draw your eyes dotted along the countryside as you make your way away from the capital. Again, much as the uh, state of Holmgrath, the family estate of the Kastners, is one of these various, although they are actually to the uh, southwest. Each of these imposing manor houses tower in the distance, far off of the main road, where you have to take a a side road to get out there. They're obviously not going to be on the main thoroughfare. The King's Road, as it were, in this case, the Grand Prince's Road. Each one of these protected, uh, surrounded by their own towering walls, guarded by wrought iron gates that lead up to buildings in the distance, surrounded in many places by verdant vineyards, golden wheat fields, basically a, a testament to the wealth and power contained within. In contrast, between these pockets of grandeur, these walled estates that stand shining on hills in the distance, you find clusters of rickety timber-framed houses huddled together, their roofs almost touching as you pass by these tiny communities of commoners and serfs who live far enough away as to not be visible from the walls of the estates, Wow! but close enough to come and work their fields. Mm. Communities occasionally uh, you pass through are of artisans, laborers, and servants. These stark contrasts to the lavish institutions nearby. 
as you make your way through some of these towns, people stop, remove their hats, bow as the carriage makes its way past. Some of you, if you want, you can do the little princess little hand wave thing out the window. <laughs> Plus two diplomacy bonus for every wave. How disdainful. That was disdainful. The road itself, however, winds through these extremes, giving all of you this view of the disparities of Taldane life. The sheer massive disparity between the uppermost crust and the common people. For some of you, probably filling you with that, uh, mm, that sense of uh, unease or uh, displeasure with the plight of the common man. Mm. Yeah. As you continue to make your way, though, you do pass by a number of things that, well, it doesn't necessarily, you know, fill you with uh, hope or anything like that. It does fill you with the traditional touting pride. Hmm. These magnificent monuments and statues that punctuate the landscape as you make your way. Each town and hamlet boasting its own public square. The hearts of the community where often intricately carved fountains sit. Stone benches offering places to rest. Statues of great knights and soldiers, almost all of them guaranteed to have been nobles. Although the occasional uplifted commoner who became a noble subsequently. Uh, recognition and war monuments dating back to the various uh, armies of exploration as well as the Shining Crusade, as almost every single small town you pass through has at least a plaque in dedication to the noble souls and uh, the fine commoners that went and fought in that war so long ago. Passing through these towns, you eventually get out into the countryside where you can find the once grand aqueducts standing, now crumbling in their former faded glory. The roads cobblestones eventually start to give way. In many places, these roads were laid out almost thousands of years ago, and their stones have been ripped up by the commoners from time to time to be taken to use in the foundations of their buildings, their homes. Yeah. And so once you get far enough away from Opara, it goes from the well-paved road that you were using to dirt. Uh, this is of no surprise whatsoever to both Felix and Verity, who had used the same road making their way south out of Tandak mm. to the Oparos Prefecture. Yep. Again, yep. I believe uh, Oliver came via ship. Uh, Gwen mm -hmm. has mostly lived, uh, you know, when she's been inside of Taldor, has mostly lived within a short distance of Oparo to the point that you're still in that area where they actually maintain everything and everything yeah. is nice. Mm. And Cornelius bummed a teleportation off of an uncle to get to... <laughs> because otherwise it would have taken me like a month and a half to get here. What's the point of having a family of magic people if you're not going to use them teleport, okay? That's fair. <laughs> and as much business as my family has in Opara, it made sense to pro probably long we ago set a up a permanent up, teleportation honestly. circle. Yeah. The roads are in poor repair. The once bustling canals that you passed are now clogged and underused. Speaking of the lack of care that contrasts starkly with the artistry of the beautiful statues and monuments that you see. As everyone in the Oparis district are renowned for the pride that they take in the fact that they're Taldane. Even the common people of Oparis take a great deal of pride at being at the heart of the empire. Even though as far as Taldor's empire is concerned, it's a... Uh, well, rather lacking. <laughs> as far as being an empire is concerned, considering yeah, it's mostly true. just a country. Yeah. Yes. As the carriage continues its journey, the countryside opens up and eventually almost any sign of habitation disappears. You are on this carriage journey for hours, just rolling along, watching the beautiful plains, a bevy of uh, farms, primarily growing wheat, although barley and vineyards are very common as well. 
hours tick by, as I imagine all of you spend some time chatting with one another, catching up on things. Um, again, you've actually done a great deal of catching up, pouring over this map of Merrick County that you've received, mm -hmm. trying to get an idea of, okay, well, it looks like a nice place, but this is also an official map. So yeah. you don't know what the actual condition will be once you arrive there. Nobody ever draws the broken roads. <laughs> I imagine probably some time taken with Verity talking with everyone about the conversations, maybe a bit more in depth that she had with Baron Okir. Since mm. Okir will be there as well. Mm. Yeah. And she was really the only one to engage with Baron Okir whenever. He has uh, a boon, don't you? Don't you have a boon from him? Yeah, he's friendly. I ha and I don't know if our bonuses still stack, but we did have some bonuses dealing with him. But uh, they not. do not. Time has passed. Okay. Um, however, because of your actions at the gala, I'll go ahead and let you in behind the screens here. Because of your actions at the gala, he actually does start as friendly instead of uh, uh, neutral to all of you whenever you oh, arrive. Oh, that's nice. That's and his good. daughter, yeah. Sally, is almost of age, and she's rebellious and kind of wants to also go into, like, the warrior path or whatever. Sure. Which he seems surprisingly reticent. Yeah. Well, he doesn't want his kid to fight in a war. Yeah, Gwen gets that. <laughs> I imagine Oliver mm. probably being uh, of the, you know, a bit more of the martial bent as well is kind of a... Because, again, what all of you knew about Okir is that he's uh, retired he's a military and mm. famed on the jousting circuits. So considering that you are going mm. to do a joust, you will likely be facing him on the tilt. Oh, oh dear. <laughs> all right. I look forward to facing him on the tilt. That'll be a fun reunion. Yes. Yeah. All right. It took me so long. I just remember so many roles with this dude. <laughs> yeah. You spent a lot of time. You spent hours talking to this guy. Worth it. <laughs> I'll write him when we arrive. You notice that the sky is getting steadily redder and redder. And as you begin to approach the next small stopover town, again, the carriage is making good time. In most cases, when you were traveling south, you would probably only travel for about six hours or so, you know, long enough to get to the next way station and stop periodically. Uh, this carriage is not doing this. You are trying to make good time, as obviously the goal is to get you to the Tandak Prefecture to get you there in time for the gala, which is in four days. Mm-hmm. As the sun begins to set, you find yourself stopping at a roadside inn. The carriage rolls up to a stop. Morel dismounts, makes his way around, opens up the carriage door, drops down the ladder for all of you. As you find yourself here by this, uh, nestled comfortably by the side of the bumpy stone-paved road, a charming two-story building. <laughs> Morel offers a hand to help each of you down, considering that I imagine your legs are a little bit stiff after having ridden in this carriage for about six and a half hours now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, but yeah. the horses are not fatigued. But the horses so. are just fine. <laughs> good job, horses. And that's what matters. Gwen's going to sleep good tonight. Mm. Let me help all of you down. We're going to be staying here for the evening, so. Right. Very well. Perfect. Have um, accommodations already been secured, or do we need to go in and take care I of I will go in and take care of uh, securing accommodations for you. Thank you. While you take a moment to stretch your legs, and I'll have them send some uh, help out to bring in your luggage. Right. Thank you. Yes. The sun is setting in the distance. Morel helps all of you out before making his way in to make arrangements for all of you to stay for the evening. As uh, Karina is kind of patting down the horses, checking on all of your own horses to make certain that they're all right. Um, mm. as she checks all of them over and is obviously waiting until all of the luggage is unloaded to take the horses to the nearby stable. Morel mm. returns shortly um, as a number of people make their way out to collect all of your gear and take it in for you. The inn itself is constructed primarily of uh, local stone timber. It has this, uh, you would politely say, a rustic charm to it. <laughs> its lower walls are clad in rough gray stone, while the upper story features the timber-framed construction with plaster filling. So, uh, as I always like to mention, it's that 
I always think of it as like small German towns, but I know it's popular mm. across where it's just you can see the timber frame of the house and then it's just white plaster between all the timber framing. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I think they do that up in like uh, like the mountains and stuff, don't they? They do that pretty much. Anywhere. Anytime you go to a yeah. rain fair, every building looks like that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but the white walls of it have obviously been here long enough that they've kind of turned an off shade of beige gray. And the thick thatched roof atop the structure uh, gives it, again, that same rustic charm. Uh, near the entrance, uh, the stable houses the horses, providing them with a, a dry, warm place to rest and a trough filled with fresh water. Uh, there yeah. are no other horses here right now. So you think that you're maybe the only inter people being entertained here today or uh, at the very least, the only people of station enough to own a horse. Yeah. Fair. Fair. Making your way forward, you're greeted by the, uh, the aroma of fresh bread. Uh, oh, roasting yummy. meats, the sweet uh, spiced wines wafting from the chimney of the uh, the building. Uh, Morel opens the door for you, as is you know proper. Even though technically speaking, as a valet, he shouldn't have to do all of this. But there isn't a footman here for you to hold mm -hmm. the door, Very good. so yeah, true. the valet allows uh, all of you entrance within. And as you step inside, you uh, actually go ahead and have uh, anyone that wishes to make me a perception roll. Uh -huh. Yes. Oh right. Verity rolls a sixteen for a sixteen. Uh, Cornelius rolls a four for a six. Gren rolls a 14 for a 21. Uh, Felix got a 15 for a 26. Oliver got an 11 for an 11. So Oliver um, and Cordelius, the two of you are probably kind of just engaged in your own little conversation in the back. Mm. Thanking Morel for this. Glancing back in the direction as the all of your stuff is getting unloaded since you're like, I know that we all have some expensive clothing and everything, but our spell books are in one of those boxes. I want to make sure that that <laughs> yep. gets inside. Kind of <laughs> a yeah. little bit of concern from the... We need those. <laughs> We're definitely keeping eyes on those specific ones. However, the, the ladies. No, off towards the side is a stone, part of the foundation, uh, that is obviously much older than the rest of this. I'll go ahead and give it to you as all of you are Taldane uh, nationals. It is very common for when a building is constructed, particularly a large building, something like this place, for it to be blessed, basically approved by the crown. <laughs> that will oftentimes, if you are very lucky, involve a person of high prestige, uh, and on rare occasions, even a grand prince uh, who happens to be passing by to bless the building, at which point it actually becomes illegal to move that stone mm. because it has been blessed by the grand prince. All right. So, like, if there was a fire and the top half of this burned down and, like, the, you know, brick wall or the stone walls were falling down, that brick would have to be put right back where it was. Correct. Uh, in this case, this is a very large stone. It's about three feet uh, from one side to the other. Um, this large stone that makes up the foundation that you can tell at one point had carvings or words carved into it. However, these centuries have caused this to erode to nothing. But a helpful plaque that the three of you do <laughs> notice as you walk by Delightful. has been erected above that, stating that this building was blessed by Grand Prince Beldam oh, wow. I in Whoa. 4080 AR. Uh, so about six and a half centuries ago. Cool. Well, this is an old building. It goes on to state the stone is part of the original construction of the building, uh, it then goes on to list the five times that it has been rebuilt since. Oh, wow. Over the front door, as you make your way up towards it, you can see that the inn is named Catalan. Uh, any of those of you wish may make me a knowledge nobility. Verity gets an 18 for a 26. And Cornelius gets a 16 for a 26. Uh, Gwen rolls a 10 for a 23. Hmm. Uh, Felix only got a 5 for a 15. Oliver got a 4 for a 16. So, yeah. So I'll go ahead and just give this to, uh, I'll give this to, Verity. Right now, I don't know whether or not Oliver or uh, Cornelius have been informed. Oh, right. Mm. Yeah, because we're like, oh, okay, it's a monument. 
Okay, this guy was Caligula, huh? <laughs> oh, God. Oh, um, no. Oh, uh, remarkable. Grand Prince Beldum is the one that appointed a horse named Catalan as a senator. Although he did That's it hilarious. as like a critique. <laughs> and then they named this inn after him? Well, it was a critique, kind of making fun of the senators because they, they lacked horse sense. I'm not going to lie. I find that incredibly entertaining. Uh, honestly, the horse might have better opinions than some of the senators, to be honest. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> but yeah, so we're staying at a horse inn. Oh, yeah, he had an aid with a magic item, a permanent speak with the animal. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> would have been amazing. Is my like, political system smarter than a horse? <laughs> the, the, hor the horse voted y yes with one hoof to clap and uh, yeah. two was a neigh. <laughs> yeah. No, he would just neigh for a neigh. Yeah, yeah just made neigh for a neigh. <laughs> he uh, voted no a great deal. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes he would just randomly say no. He just liked to deny things. Um, I'll go ahead and give it to Verity also. You are well well aware that Grand Prince Beldam I was well-renowned as a practical joker. Mm. To the point that he uh, he famously was actually killed by his own wife. <laughs> she she had him, she he trolled her one too many times. He sprang out from behind a curtain to surprise her and she smashed him in the head with a vase. Or actually, uh. no, I believe it was a bust of his own face. Whoa. Oh my God. <laughs> Man, that's a great so ending. Funny. Oh, what an ironic ending. Whoa. So, Didn't the Grand ha, Prince tell, tell us a story that's, about him? That teaches you not so. to sneak up on people. Yeah, I think that was one of the stories we heard during the summer. Yeah. I can't remember who told it to us, though. I think it was because the Grand Prince. Because it's a Prince. crazy story. <laughs> If you all remember, Beldum the First was the one that was the Joker who his own wife. He's tried to scare his wife. And his wife killed him. Oh, right. I remember yes. that. That was one of those lessons they tried to teach us during that summer. It was the first week we were there. Oh, it was the first week. Well, we have quite the history, don't we? <laughs> <laughs> all of this to prove that there could be worse options than well, anyone that's currently. <laughs> yep. Let's just start appointing all the horses senators, and then we'll get those numbers back up. <laughs> 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 All right, Bishop, it's your turn. <laughs> Bishop is Senator a noble Bishop horse. of Verity. <laughs> I mean, we've we've already determined that horses can climb up the stairs to the Senate building. It's like, true. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Yeah, they can. But yeah, making your way in, however, the inn is a, a warm, welcoming has a warm, welcoming tavern. Um, it is very much not the salons that you're used to engaging mm -hmm. in, considering that the the floor in here has been swept probably periodically, but actually scrubbed clean not recently. There are rough hewn wooden tables that maybe cause you some concern about getting uh, splinters. There are no chairs. There are only benches um, mm -hmm. set along the side. So it's almost like a picnic seating as far as uh, we Americans would be concerned. Look, it's a, been a long day. I just want some fresh bread, please. <laughs> I've traveled. I've traveled to some places. As you enter the uh, the innkeeper, a, a jolly robust woman uh, makes her way forward, uh, smiles broadly at all of you. Uh, quickly ushers people away from the spot, the table closest to the fire, so that you will have the table closest to the fire. <laughs> okay. Uh, most of the people as there just kind of should. you know nod as you. Like, uh, oh, uh, they look over. Oh, nope, nobles, get out of the way. Off towards the side, uh, the fireplace crackles and pops, filling the room with this uh, this almost too warm air. It gets makes it feel a little close. Mm. However, you notice that the the conversations around kind of die down as all of you first settle in, as everyone's mm. just like, oh well, now suddenly I'm uncomfortable. As a little bit of time passes, people start to return back to their own conversations. This pick up our steady hum of conversation, laughter. As they realize mugs. we don't care what they're talking about. Well, not necessarily even that. It's just like, all right, well, let's let's just all get back to our own business. Yeah. yeah. 
but I imagine you uh, you enjoy a hearty meal. Um, so it will be two gold pieces for each of you to stay for the end for tonight. Um, it's assumed that your valet has already paid for it. Oh my. Mm. Gwen is uh, running I dangerously low I was going to say, money. I'm going to be broken another day. <laughs> I can I can spot people if you need it. I have enough for a couple stays. I these outfits. Gwen just sort of shakes her head. They were rather expensive. I had I to sell pay one for of... quality. Well, and I suppose we were given the instructions to buy them for good reason. They will come True. in handy later. Though it does seem like highway robbery to charge so much for such a place. Mm. <laughs> I was going to say, just how good is this food? I bet you it's really good food. It's actually, I mean, it is fresh baked bread and um, potato stew. Well, where exactly else are you going to stay? Yes, well, it is the supply and demand problem. You're right. Served in a nice bread bowl. (laughs) Sure. Sometimes pub food is best food. It's true. As Mm. I can attest from our honeymoon in England, where some of the best food we had was Well, it was more about the Mm. state of the building and stuff, not less about the food. That's true. Yeah, two gold pieces is actually um, the price for good accommodations. Whether or not Mm. you would argue that this is a good good accommodations, uh, the big difference is that each of you are getting a private room, which is Mm. what's costing Uh, you two gold pieces. Yeah. Verity's just, you know, she likes to complain about things. I like to complain about how much this is costing me. Gwen's yes. okay as long as it's not a freaking straw mattress. I'm not paying two gold for a straw mattress. <laughs> you know? Yeah, right. It's like goose down or bust. <laughs> Prepare to be disappointed. <laughs> yep. And if you're uh, wanting a hot bath, it'll be six copper. Yeah, sure. Well, of why course not? I want a hot bath. Uh, yeah. Cornelius, Cornelius will pay for the cold bath and then prestidigitize it warm himself. <laughs> a cold bath yeah. is two copper. Yeah, there you go. No bath <laughs> for <laughs> Cornelius. <laughs> You don't even have Press six digitation to clean himself up. <laughs> <laughs> you eat your meal. Again, there's the in-room here. Um, obviously, the in accommodations here aren't as great. However, behind the actual building itself are several small but clean, almost solitary buildings, like small cabins. Hmm. Uh, there are six of these in total, total, and you're renting out basically all of them. Uh, each one of them features a... Uh, probably you look somewhat disdainfully down at these straw-filled mattresses. Um, however, <laughs> it is fresh straw. Gwen's making a face at this. That's her break point. It's just like, really? Really? Yeah. It does have a rug, a, a small window, um, a wooden chest for personal belongings, although all of your own chests have been dragged in here and stacked up uh, off towards the side. <laughs> the window is uh, has a simple cloth uh, drapery to keep out the cold. It is moderately furnished, but clean. This feels like what Felix had to live in for a while, so she's always like, oh, okay, this is fine. <laughs> I mean, Verity's traveled a lot, so it's not that uncomfortable it's just one of those like if verity has traveled a great deal then this is actually pretty much this is a good in yeah. it's like this is this is good quality yeah i mean it's fine nothing nothing to shake a stick at yeah you know it actually has a mattress and isn't just like here's a wooden frame that you're sleeping on with you know like this is like eight inches of uh straw mattress like this is decent that's true well <laughs> i did um not scout the other word that's an esquire i did squire, squire in TN, so I have slept on the floor before. It's whatever. It's fine. Fun fact, because I, I was curious how much, it, how difficult it would be to actually heat up a bathtub full of water. Uh, according to the Prestidigitation spell, it does allow you to uh, warm uh, one pound of non-living material. It doesn't say anything specifically about water. A pound of non-living mat- of, of water is 16 ounces. <laughs> that would take you a while. It would. <laughs> yeah. It would take longer than it would probably be worth because it would be getting cold the entire time. Yeah. So yeah, the, I mean, you'd need a lot of wizards. the physics of it. Don't make yeah. sense, is what I'm saying. Pay the extra copper for the hot bath. Yeah. <laughs> and, it, and again, if for any of those, there is a bathtub in each one of these rooms. Soap is not included technically, but if you actually have I a have grooming soap. kit, then you'll have soap. 
I was going to say, I have one. If you have an adventuring kit, it comes with soap. You can buy soap if you need to buy soap while you're here. A little soap on a rope before you jump into the tub. Mm. I imagine all of you clean your scrub down, clean yourself. Uh, again, you weren't actually riding. You were in a carriage this entire day. So it's at the very least, you're not scrubbing the grime of the road off of you. It's uh, more just you were in a stuffy carriage all day. Yeah. Rest up and awaken the following morning and get ready to set out once again. If we're going to be in a carriage all day, Gwen probably doesn't do fancy hair stuff. She actually has it down today, so mm. it's fairly We already might ride today. Yeah, I mean, if you want to, you Plus, can. I got to get back in the swing of riding if we're going to compete in jousting and whatnot. Yeah, but if with her hair not up, I'm at, Gwen's hair is probably at least to her waist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a lot of hair. I suppose all of you wake up the next morning, get yourselves dressed, go, uh, you know, if you want to ride your own horses, you can, of course, ride your own horses. If you want to uh, ride inside the carriage, you can ride inside the carriage. Some of us have to ride inside the carriage because no have horse. Felix will probably like switch back and forth. Like she'll probably start in the carriage and then eventually like go ride for a bit. Barry can give you pointers on riding if you yeah rushing up. Quinn probably switches it up to spend some time in the carriage, spend some time riding. Because we also get the benefit of your song, right? Yep, all allies. So where we can hustle and nobody ta- nobody becomes fatigued or takes damage. Because I'm going to need to get a flute eventually of some sort, because I do want to do wind instruments for my next versatile performance. Yeah, sounds good. No, you can have yeah, a little so, Yeah, instrument is one of those things I always imagine people being like, you know what I want to do? I want to make a bar that uses a pipe organ, but I don't want to carry around dun, a dun, pipe dun, organ. Dun. Also, don't forget your uh, five copper pieces for each of you for your individual horses. Ah, cool. Because they do need to be fed as well. Something I don't, else I don't have to pay for. Yay! <laughs> the feed cost also includes providing them a roof over their head um, in a place for... Karina to take care of them. As far as uh, Karina and Morel, as well as uh, your carriage and all the rest of that stuff is concerned, technically speaking, the cost for them to stay here will be covered by your taxes when you pay them. Mm. Mm. So that will be taken out of uh, the taxes and everything else for your your state. Mm. Okay. So you don't have to worry about paying for your, you know, your serving staff to stay as well. Fair enough. But you do have to cover yourself. Technically yes. speaking, if you later want to reimburse yourself out of the taxes for your state, I guess you could. I mean, you have to cover yourself in general, just so it's not public indecency. <laughs> Took me a second, but yes. <laughs> but yeah, I suppose you then uh, gather yourselves together and ride out once again. Yep. For those of you riding outside, uh, if you wanted to chat with Morel or uh, Karina, both of them would be willing to. I would have definitely gone out there and chatted with them. Uh, you can get kind of a general idea of the two of them. Is Oliver riding outside for a little bit too, or does he stay in the carriage with Cornelius? I think for now I'm going to stay in the carriage. So it's, the ladies are outside <laughs> so, on the so horses. That, uh, <laughs> so Cornelius isn't just sitting there alone being like, well. <laughs> I mean, again, Cor- Cornelius and Oliver very recently bonded quite a bit, and they've got yeah, the whole arcane angle bros. together. So. Yeah. We, magic we talk bros. magical theory. It's true. Magic bros. You can learn a little bit uh, pertaining towards uh, Morel and uh, Karina as you make your way. Uh, Morel is the uh, only surviving son of uh, Mayron Delros, who will be your butler. Mm. Maybe pertinent pertaining towards Oliver a bit, but uh, he does talk a little bit about his time serving in the Taldane Phalanx, um, which oh. is why he does carry a sword. Cool. Nice. Nice. However, okay. he was uh, discharged following a uh, skirmish against bandits in the Blackwood Swamp, um, which caused him a severe injury, which mm. has somewhat messed up his sword arm um, and mm. causes it, it causes him difficulty doing anything like taking the luggage down or putting the luggage up on the carriage, mm. uh, which is why he obviously goes and gets help to do any of that. Karina as well... Um, Karina loves ponies. Fair. Yeah, we figured that Horse out. Horse girl through and through. Interestingly enough, she actually mentions that uh, she left Stachy's to become a stable hand for the Baroness Navina O'Kara uh, oh, in huh. Pinsaris, 
But after Baron O'Kara's wife's death two years ago, she returned back to Stachy's and then hopes to eventually open a stablery in Stachy's, but Stachy's is not large enough to need horses on the Not regular. yet. How old is she? Karina's 23. Plenty of uh, time. Morel's almost 50. Which means his dad must be like 70. At least. Yeah. He's our Alfred. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully he's that awesome. He was a lion's blade, actually. Yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, my God. The Delrose family um, actually are, this would be of interest at the very least to Verity. Uh, the Delrose family are Dalton originally. Mm-hmm. Um, nice. However, some of the family says that they, like a number of members of the family left Galt basically when Galt left the um, empire. So almost at the same time that uh, the Corsinas were banished, uh, having lost the prefecture. Sure. But his family has specifically served the Betany family for 150 years now. Wow. As every butler of the Betany family for the last 150 years has been a Delrose. Wow. To the point that his father was born in the serving estate there and has never left Merritt County. Wow. 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 Well, okay. That's some loyalty. Basically started as page or hall boy and is now the butler and has been for... Worked his way up. Yeah, worked his way up. So when we don't have to like rule this little town anymore we're giving it to them right we can't just uplift I mean, commoners here we'd have yeah, to say, probably ask breath. eutropia yep. to yeah to do but that, i'm just but, yeah. saying like yeah. that's gonna be on the things to do list i don't have a problem with that <laughs> with the ladies out there talking go ahead and have all of you roll me a diplomacy check oh okay okay i get a bonus to this i do believe you get commoners. a bonus when uh interrupting inter- interacting with commoners uh, i got a 15 for a 26 uh, Gwen rolls a 14 for a 24. These are all appropriate. Y'all are way more of the people than Verity. <laughs> it's kind of my whole shtick. <laughs> Verity's kind of trying to gather some information, maybe talking with uh, Karina a little bit, since apparently she used to work for the Okaris. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, hey. I know them. Trying to gather a little information there. Felix, Gwen, I imagine you're just kind of trotting alongside on the uh, the right-hand side of the carriage, uh, where Morella is telling you about the family, the family connection, all the rest of that. The man strokes his beard, kind of stares off for a bit. Um, if I may actually be so forward, my ladies, I'm very thankful that you've taken over the estate. Why is that? My father, um, isn't, was an old soul even before he became an old man, um, and has always been dedicated not just to the Betanu family, but the very concept of service. His father, his grandfather, have served the family after the death of... Lady Alice, my father lost all direction in life. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Well, I would come and help when I could, but he stayed on as really the only person maintaining the entirety of the household, which is very large. Uh, mostly just going around and making certain that the uh, no animals had gotten in and that the Lady Alice's cats were taken care of. Oh. Um, Are there still cats at the estate? Gwen says, hopefully... There are are three old Toms at the estate, yes. But now, after ten years, you can't imagine the way his face lit up when he heard that nobles, especially nobles of your own standing, were going to be returning to Swanmere. I honestly worried that this would maybe be his last winter, but you would imagine the shock knocked him back twenty years to a man of uh, (laughs) fifty. Well, I'm glad our presence has helped reinvigorate him. He's been given purpose again. I look forward to meeting him. Well, and the town could use reinvigoration. Stachys has been 
bleeding uh, people for the last decade. I think there's maybe only 70 souls in the town now. Is there, like, I'm assuming that there's a lot of factors at play with that, but is there any core reason why everyone is vacating? He glances down. I mean, I'm assuming it's Barnabas, but, or Bartleby. What is his name? Bartleby. 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 And without somebody uh, to directly oversee the land, I'm sure things aren't exactly running smoothly either. I would never speak poorly of my superiors, but our town has suffered a great deal since the swamp encroached. Mm. When the pump was still working, when the land was still able to grow the statue red, which we were famous for, before the vineyards were all drowned by the canal. Oh, that sounds terrible. The town was growing and improving. However, it has not been doing so for some time since I was a child. It seems our first order of business is going to be to clear the canal, and Felix here knows quite a bit about vineyards. Indeed I do. That would be a vast improvement, but um, I think the largest problem that has faced the community is simply that our ability to produce has been drastically damaged, and our taxes have not gone down to reflect the lack of production. Oh, because there was nobody there to set them. All right. Two things to address. All money in the county goes straight to uh, Lothadar, and of course maintaining the uh, Grand Prince's estate. But he glances down again, looks down at that 26 diplomacy. (laughs) 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 There are... I think somewhat perhaps understandable, if you'll accept my apologies, but um, oh, but of course, there are some that take a degree of issue with the fact that uh, our taxes have been going to maintain an estate, uh, a palace that has not seen a grand prince step foot in it for a quarter of a century. Mm. It was different when, I think, years ago, when the palace was the summer home of the Stavians. It's an understandable frustration. And here's hoping that we can do something about that. One step at a time. Gwen nods in agreement. Karina listening in just kind of, go ahead and give me a sense motive from the ladies there. I'll go ahead and give this to Verity, especially because you're on the other side having this conversation with Karina. You can see her brow furrow a little bit almost every time like the Lothedes are mentioned or these taxes are mentioned. Um, You can tell that her father's very much that like, it's very unfortunate, but this is the way things are, and you know we're doing our best. Mm. You can tell that she is still in that young, maybe her alignment isn't as close to lawful area, <laughs> where I she's like, like you can tell that she's obviously, you know, she's sunburned and calloused hand, and you know has been working hard. And from what little you knew of O'Kara, O'Kara took good care of his people. Mm. So the fact that her family are living in this other region or that all of the money for this town that she grew up in is going to feed the coffer of the Lothedes. It's probably annoying. Yeah. Hmm. She's a little bit more reserved. Um, Again, even with your diplomacy check there, you can kind of tell that she's still filling out. You know, she's very polite in that, Mm. like, I know how to turn it on, but still not positive about these, uh, these nobles here. Well, we haven't earned her trust yet, so that's completely understandable. Well, what's important is assessing the situation and correcting anything that seems to be preventing statues from prospering, regardless of what that barrier might be. Or who? <laughs> or who? <laughs> of course. And, and once we arrive, you'll want to be introduced to uh, Honora. 
Lenora Sycam. Um, she's been the honorary tribune of Statues. Hmm. And hopefully, um, well, again, I simply wanted to state that your presence here has, or your soon-to-be presence there, has already invigorated my father, and I do hope that it will do the same for all of uh, Statues. Well, it's not my first time stepping into a swamp and figuring out how to make things better. Well, it's quite the swamp. Literally and, you know, figuratively. <laughs> very, very literally, unfortunately. Yeah. Gwen has a rank in engineering. We can figure this out. I was going to say, out. I actually have a rank in engineering, too. <laughs> I'll let you in on this. That rank of engineering will probably be coming in handy very soon. <laughs> nice! <laughs> very good. I put yeah. a rank in every single knowledge skill for a reason. Gwen yeah. and Cornelius, somehow the breakout engineering team will yeah. fix this <laughs> out. <laughs> I'll go ahead and let you in on this just because you are talking to them. That as far as a couple of the issues facing it, um, the statue's windmill broke down 20 years ago. They got to fix that too. And they oh, never goodness. fixed it? Goodness, seriously? No one in the town knows how to. And oh, that's the terrible. county won't send anyone out to fix it. But I know, oh. but that's that's what makes me mad is that the, the nobles that are in charge should see that and be like, okay, if nobody near, here knows how to fix it, then we need to send off for somebody to come fix it, which just means that there's bad nobility yeah. in charge. And the, uh, the statue's pump broke down entirely following the year without rain. Um, it no. was overused during the drought Gosh. and they then broke down 24 years ago. Uh, and then that caused the canal to overflow into the surrounding region and turn it all back into a swamp again. All right, mm. so fix the pump, fix the windmill. <laughs> we need to get the Talden Corps of Engineers out here. I know, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah seriously. Uh, that's just me and Cornelius. Yeah, the Talden Corps of Engineers. <laughs> Technically yeah. speaking, he'll, I'll even give you this. He'll even tell you that the statue's groundwater pump was actually originally magical um, and magically mm. maintained. The really? magic broke like down 200 years ago, at which point Jeez. they were able to set it up as a system to be operated by oxen. But then eventually that just broke down also. <laughs> it took another 200 years. We need to fix the windmill and fix the pump first things. That's the two sounds, first. Yeah, sounds very, know. very important. Oh, don't worry. Uh, when you guys get there, I've got a list of all the stuff that you can spend your taxes on fixing. <laughs> oh my God, it's like moving into a fixer-upper. Fix, yep. fix, 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 fix. It's the ultimate honeydew list. <laughs> I've got a giant list of things that you can spend your taxes on. So, <laughs> Heaven forbid we pocket Ooh. any of that. No. Well, that's well, a no. It does cover it here if you want to pocket it. Get ready for the penalties on your loyalty I was going to say, that seems, like, that seems like a really bad idea generally. Also <laughs> immoral. Then don't bring it up. It's always an option. It's a, it's we're not going to do that. And if you're thinking about it, we're booting you out of the Knights of Summer. <laughs> <laughs> Jordan might be thinking of it. Cornelius is too, uh, you know, well, well. Uh, Jordan shouldn't be thinking it. of it. We want to help Utropia. <laughs> Felix is sitting there. It's like, I technically have the authority to strip you of your ability to comment on the county. <laughs> Don't make me use it. Just saying, if I fix the magical pump, though, like, can I stay? I expect to be paid. <laughs> I expect to be paid. I have currently two gold and four copper to my name. Of course you're going to get paid. I'm a bookkeeper. You're also Abadarin. <laughs> I'm Abadarin, yes. You continue to make your way through the Oparis Prefecture. Uh, the countryside of northern Oparis itself is a, a palette of lush green and earthy browns. Vineyards alive with heavy clusters of soon-to-be uh, wine grapes. Um, as you're getting very close to the harvest season now. Share the land with orchards heavy with figs, uh, olive trees, pomegranate groves. However, towards about the midpoint of the day, especially for the ladies out there, you know, riding. Um, and if you wanted to change, you can, of course, do so. Uh, yeah, the train... once it starts to get kind of hot 
ish outside, Gwen's like, nah, going in. And that's the point that the train becomes more challenging. Mm. Mm. It's a lot more uphill, downhills. It gets a little bit more like the uh, the moorlands where you go through these rocky outcroppings that litter the landscape, creating this obstacle course for the carriage as it navigates the rough road back and forth, back and forth. So we're like in moors now. It's just very rocky. Mm. The sheep farms that you'd passed on numerous occasions oh. uh, previously give way here, mostly to uh, herders roaming the hills here with their goats. Uh, which are much more common up here, and I, all of you, suspiciously, as you make your no, way. No, goats. <laughs> I, I'm back, suspiciously. We've got goat trauma. We also have goose trauma. In addition to the domesticated goats, there are also wild goats out here, which you oh, see occasionally awesome. watching you, leaping spryly and possibly spryly from, uh, from rocky <laughs> crag to crag as they eye all of you before disappearing, uh, bleeding. They're bleeding a periodic backdrop to the carriage's steady awesome. winding. <laughs> As the sun begins to get close <laughs> to the furthest horizon, it's not actually sunset here, but you do know that the you're basically it's going to be full on night in probably the next two hours or so. Mm. You crest arise and see a city. Oh. Uh, arriving at the town of Old Sahir. Okay. Which almost marks the uh, the border between the Oparis Prefecture and the Tandak Prefecture. Oh, great! We're almost across. By the way, this is a different way than Verity and Felix took. Mm. Um, as you more or less both, uh, you know, went from Casimir through the Ridden Port past uh, following along the Jagged Saw before making your way into the Oparis Prefecture. More along the lines of like a coastal route that you'd gone. Uh, big sir. Big sir. <laughs> yes. Uh, and instead, you're now more making your way in a, uh, a northerly direction. Now, is this like an actual city type it is a city. size? Or? Uh, well, okay. it's, a, it's a small city. It's like, I think it's a population of like six or seven hundred. So much better than the tiny little, you know, hamlets and thorps and all the rest of that stuff that you're passing through. This city is amazingly well-preserved example of ancient Taldane aesthetics and utility, which is clear from the town's design. From its neatly arranged streets to its impeccably built structures, the town feels purposeful and pleasant. Uh, basically a testament to the Taldane legacy of uh, harmonizing form and function. Nice. Again, it's kind of like you've been going through the Italian countryside and then you found a place that is an extraordinarily well-preserved Roman architecture. Mm. Anyone that wishes to may roll... Engineering? Knowledge, local or geography, or knowledge history. Actually, sorry, and knowledge history. It would be important, mm. and, if you have both. I don't have history, but I have local. Nope. I have history. I don't have either one. I only get a 10 for a 15 knowledge local. I uh, roll an 8 for an 18 knowledge local. Gwen only rolls a 2 for a 10 on the local. Uh, Oliver rolls a 10 for a 20 on knowledge local. Okay. And what about our knowledge histories? Uh, Gwen rolls a 14 for a 22. Cornelius nice. rolls a 16 for a 24. Also nice. <laughs> because I love this. So I'm very happy that you guys rolled as well as you did. <laughs> so uh, it looks like our knowledge local is going to be uh, Oliver. So let me go ahead and send this over to Oliver first. And then I'll have a little history for you guys. Huh. It's interesting. This, I've heard of this town, yes. Um, apparently in its current incarnation, it's only been around for about 150 years. Uh, Old Sahir was discovered by an elven archaeologist by the name of Heloriel. She released a historical study, again, about 150 years ago. And apparently because of the popularity of the discovery and how much everybody quickly learned about it, uh, nobles and commoners alike flocked here to claim a 
part of Taldor's illustrious past. Uh, so yes, apparently this was built on top of the old city, or at least nearby, something like that. <laughs> including uh, ancient sites perfectly preserved from Taldor's earliest days. Well, how very Taldor. Fascinating. Hundred years doesn't seem very long at all. Well, it apparently uh, for the current incarnation, the town is much older, or at least the ruins thereof are much older. I'm watching Heather and Jordan with reactions. <laughs> <laughs> Just watching the reaction. What is happening? That's what is not going on? Entirely accurate. This is so? the difference between knowledge local and knowledge history. <laughs> um, there was a master architect, uh, Burbus Sahir, who designed the town as a model community and wanted to build it in the ancient Taldean style. Oh god, did he trick everyone? However, um, he spent his fortune and his life doing it, but it was uh, viewed as uh, garishly artificial, even by Talden standards. So after his death, his daughter uh, decided that she was going to complete her father's vision and took on the pen name of an elven archaeologist <laughs> and penned a false historical study about unearthing the town. My lord. This is just getting better and better. Abadar, uh, Yes, actually, called, called on druids to overgrow the perfectly groomed streets and gardens to give Sahir the illusion of antiquity. <laughs> wow. And My after Lord. she published her study and had used magic to make the town look ancient, the newly uncovered town grew in popularity and everyone flocked to the settlement to claim a piece of our nation's history. It's technically a <laughs> tourist trap. It is, it is the, ul it is the ultimate tourist trap. Yeah, faked out tourist trap. <laughs> Where is the biggest well, ball of yarn? All of oh my <laughs> Thus illustrating the difference between knowledge local, which lets you know what everyone says about a location, and knowledge history that tells you about the location. Yes. <laughs> oh my god, that's amazing. Oh my gosh, that's uh, so funny. Okay, this is my new favorite town. I do like that it literally does say the city isn't a real historical site, but is more accurately a tourist trap. Like, literally says that in the description. <laughs> so you ride your way down into this Renfair equivalent of an ancient Roman tourist trap. <laughs> I love it. Oh, amazing. <laughs> to be fair, uh, all of the buildings are actually completely built and were built in the architectural style. Mm-hmm. It's like so a model it's, town. It's a very nice fake city. It's kind of like someone uncovering Caesar's Palace in Vegas and going, look at this ancient <laughs> Roman oh my God, structure. It's like Horizon Zero Dawn. Yes. It is very Horizon Zero Dawn, yes. Amazing. You know, oh I love God. a replica. Arriving at the town, the carriage passes uh, gardens full of uh, olive and fig trees, herbs, uh, blooming flowers. Uh, near the edge of the town is a small amphitheater. Obviously, well, now Oliver are probably looking a little disappointed, thinking, you know, thousands of years ago, great performers were standing in this amphitheater. He's like, we could watch his dreams. Oliver had been planning on bringing his daughter here for, like, years. There's lots of tourists, like, stands, like, I love old Sahir, like, shirts being sold. There are a shocking number of people dressed in the old Taldane style, which is basically togas. Oh my god, they're all cosplaying. <laughs> giving tours of the uh, the ancient structures. And, oh it's a, my it is. god. If Delightful. this were an actual historical site, this would be shockingly well-preserved. Mm. <laughs> it's kind of like showing up in Pompeii so or something like that, funny. which I know Jess and Jordan have been to. But uh, That's very I cool, know. yeah. Yes. But that's not a fake tourist place. Yeah, no, that's, it's a, true. That's a it real is a real place. tourist place. But again, that it is kind of, of that <laughs> level of, of preservation as far as if this place were actually real. Nice. Mm. 
heading further in, you find the city streets are lined with residential insulae, uh, which are multi-story apartment buildings made from these fire brick and concrete. Um, and towards the heart of the town is the Forum, the central square. Mm. At one end is the uh, Basilica, this grand structure used for public and legal affairs. It's front this impressive display of columns, um, outshone only by these stunning mosaics and frescoes along its exterior. Again, were this an actual historical site, amazing preservation and a thing of uh, <laughs> like magical levels of preservation. <laughs> yeah. It is actually quite historically accurate. Near the Basilica is the uh, Curia, a smaller structure that serves as the town's council meeting place. Its facade is adorned with a few ornate reliefs depicting uh, important events in this town's illustrious thousand deer <laughs> histories. Down the street from the forum is the town uh, boasts a well-kept public bathhouse, um, which seems to be very popular with the, uh, the visiting people here. Uh, judging by the crowds in the uh, the hub of social life here. Columns and statues dot the path to its entrance, leading uh, the way to the path's relaxing depths where you can see uh, steam, even from here, rising up out from uh, behind the walls. Mm. <laughs> and, uh, and there's a sign up front that uh, advertises for hot and cold baths, gymnasium, uh, and spacious atrium. Mm. Okay. All right. I like. I love that the spacious atrium is a feature they put on the sign. <laughs> yeah, for everyone to go there and just kind of lounge, do their thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, public bathing is also still a big thing in uh, Taldor as a whole. I think that's one of the holdovers from old Taldor, that it's just like the big public bathing houses and all the rest of that stuff are very popular Now, are still. they like the real Roman bathing houses where they weren't separated by gender? Yeah, or is Taldor yeah they, they generally that? speaking aren't. Uh, they are separated by class. Mm-hmm. Ah, very mm. good. <laughs> Heaven forbid our soup touch their soup. Well, our soup would be less dirty than their soup, obviously. Yes, exactly. Over uh, down the street from the Forum, uh, just a stone throw away from the uh, uh, bathhouse, basically across from the bathhouse, is a townhouse that's been converted to an inn. Hmm. Uh, The exterior is constructed from limestone, presents this uh, modest facade. Oh, you old Airbnb. Cream-colored walls, unblemished, (laughs) save for the the, uh, wooden entrance door. Uh, The grand wooden door bound with iron opens into uh, what looks to be a large entrance hall. I suppose you pull up, uh, Morel dismounts once again, uh, welcomes all of you to old Sahir. Hmm. Helps all of you out. You know, mentions that, uh, you know, he's been through here once or twice. It's a, it's an amazing place. You should definitely check it out. Um, I don't know if you crush uh-huh. his dreams that it's an actual no. historical no, site. No, we're not, not going to crush no. his we, dreams. We won't crush Oliver's dream, but we will not crush an NPC's dream. That is a different <laughs> level of offense. <laughs> Yeah. There are a lot of children, like there are children that are like buying togas and all the rest of that stuff at oh a shop down the way. It's, it's basically like, a Ren Fair. Yeah, little I Laurel crowns. It. I love it so much. <laughs> but I am also amazing. a Ren Fair junkie, so yeah. you yeah. know. Yep. There's a historical antiques shop down the way if you're uh, if you're interested. In oh, God, I bet all those are fake too. Felix <laughs> is definitely buying something for her daughter. Uh, you yep. can buy her a toga, but not a quote unquote antique. Mm. Yep. But I suppose uh, servers come out and quickly collect all of your uh, collect all of your luggage and then make their way <laughs> back in with it. Oh, this is a big enough town. I'll post a letter home, just letting them know where I'll be if they need to send anything to me. Yeah, because it would take a little bit a more place. time a little bit more time from this town because the letter would have to go to Opara and then be sent from there. But yes, yeah. I mean it'll get there. Eventually. Yeah, Wynn's gonna do the same thing because last update I was still in uh, Opara. Yeah, that way so. if they need to send stuff, they know to send it to. Stages or whatever. Yeah, I suppose yeah. all of us should probably do that. Yeah, one home and then one to my brother back in Opara saying, hey, this is where I'm going. Mm-hmm. I have, it's like two. One's to Jermaine, the stepson. I'm like, you're in charge. Do well, blah, blah, blah. And then one is to my steward who's like, make sure Jermaine does a good job. And if everything gets effed up, send me a letter. Uh, it is a silver <laughs> piece uh, for sending a message via uh, Carrier Bird. That's all right. So I'll much for that for Cornelius. 
Two silver. Do you need a silver? I do need. I do need two silver. I can. I'll give you a silver. So broke. I shouldn't have spent all my money on spells, <laughs> but I need the spells. Oliver and Verity will cover it for you. Yes, we'll Yay. each give you a silver. Mm-hmm. How much is the inn and the horses? And oh, yeah. How much so is the bathhouse if we want to use the bathhouse? As far as uh, if you're going over to the uh, the baths across the way, it is uh, only, it is two silver pieces to use the baths there. Well, Gwen's going to use the bathhouse. I don't know if anybody's coming yeah, with her, fun. but Let's she's going it. over yeah, there. Yeah, bathhouse sounds good. Um, you can yeah. spend up to a gold piece if you want to get like nice oils and actually have a masseuse come over and give you a massage oh, and all yes. the rest Gwen of that doesn't stuff. Have the, Gwen doesn't have the money to be that bougie. Okay, well, Barry does <laughs> I was going to say, will. yeah. Uh-huh. I'll, I'll leave that for now, though. I may use the gymnasium some. Yep. But, yeah. is, the, is the gymnasium free or do you need a membership that renews monthly? The two, silver piece, <laughs> the two silver pieces is access to the building. So it gives you access to the cold bath and the hot bath, as well as the steam room and the gymnasium. It's, oh, it's a daily fee. Two silvers a day is very expensive, so you're only going there occasionally for sure. I certainly spring for the massage because I was writing. If Cornelia starts to complain about it, they do bring up that they have a membership if you <laughs> want to join their gym. <laughs> it's impossible to cancel. You have to talk to more. Like, this never one here. looks like a mark. Cornelius rolls his his uh, plus eleven appraise check automatically, taking ten for a twenty-one to know that's a bad idea, and he'll never be able to cancel it. You're also, you're also aware that somehow they magically teleport the money out of your coin. Yeah, exactly. You get wow. yes. magically debited out of my pocket every single month. And as far as uh, staying here is concerned, it is sixteen gold pieces to rent a suite. Uh, um, the suite will be enough rooms. Would be yeah, enough for rooms to not. Then I guess what's the over under? Um, it's four gold pieces if you want an individual room on your own. Yeah, so it's actually be pretty pretty sweet. Yeah. Yes. I only have three gold. I so have two whole gold to contribute to three this. gold. <laughs> I'll pay for it. You guys, it's good. <laughs> <laughs> Rarity doesn't say no Big to free Pop things. Oliver over here, just like throwing money around. You know. <laughs> Come on, let's all go to the baths. Yeah. I still have a little over 170 gold right now, so I'm, it's well. fine. Don't worry about it. Verity doesn't look gift horses in the mouth. <laughs> no, it's the whole thing. You politely, you know, decline once, and if they insist, yep. then you just go along with it. We, exactly. You know, yep, that's exactly what Gwen does. Yeah. Mm. Cornelius can't even deny once because he really needs this, or else he has no place to stay. <laughs> and of course, it's Polite also the uh, five copper for your horses. Ah, very well. And I'm so glad I didn't I get a horse. I can afford that. I'm so glad I didn't get a horse. <laughs> But I suppose you, you all make your way in. Um, the interior of the structure is beautiful. Um, this grand, welcoming entrance hall. The walls here are decorated with frescoes depicting the building up of the nation of Taldor, um, showing the Aslanti exodus with the purple-eyed people fleeing from ruins battered by fire and storms and tsunamis. Um, these refugees meeting with the uh, with people, a mix of uh, Kelids, Kelishites, Grundy. Uh, several panels later, as you make your way through the entrance hall, you can see that they're uh, dancing, farming, building temples, hunting, uh, making war with one another. You know, all the things that makes Taldor Taldor. <laughs> Does the inn have a name? Did I miss that? Um, it is actually only referred to as the inn. Hmm. Jesus Christ. <laughs> okay. It's the only inn in town, so. This is the first inn, the very first inn in all of Taldor, except it's not because it was. <laughs> it, was. it was the first inn. <laughs> it would have been the first in if this was real. Any of this were real. It's you meet with the staff there, and um, after, well, actually, technically speaking, your valet meets with the staff, arranges for your rooms and such before uh, you're let in, because doing this all properly now. Beyond here, you make your way through, uh, beyond the hall, basically, into a large open central square. It's uh, it's one of those, again, I know I'm describing things that Jess and Jordan have seen um, in person, but it's that thing where there's a large central shallow square pool in the center of the area with the uh, opening the ceiling above, basically creating this reflecting pool. 
the water surface, reflecting the, the sky overhead, which is turning this ruddy orange, creating this kind of tranquil atmosphere. Past this, you can see an open rooms where the inn displays uh, ancestral death masks or a large uh, display room off towards the side um, in kind of a small, almost museum style. Although again, with what uh, Gwen and Cornelius were saying, you don't think any of those are actually ancestral or ever used in any form of death ritual. <laughs> again, a druid just came in and weathered them a well, little Well, there's bit. a first it's time so for good. everything. Oliver cracks his knuckles. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Past this, you make your way through um, study area where a number of other nobles that are coming here, most of them on vacation seemingly going, oh, it looks like a war might be starting. Well, we shouldn't cancel our vacation. We're going to head to Old Sahir and soak in the history of Taldor. <laughs> in here, the rooms are still de decorated with these uh, beautiful floor mosaics, wall frescoes and such. Uh, most of these mm -hmm. depict Taldor's earliest days um, and are numerous. It's almost like a Taldoris, um, the founder of Taldor, propaganda room where the walls are just covered with him like unifying the city-states and throwing down Aslanti relics into a pyre and hoisting the blue and green flag. Basically the symbolic abandonment of lost Aslant and the uniting of the touting people under a new identity. So when they stopped identifying themselves as Aslanti and became Taldor. And then you make your way upstairs. Uh, each of you do have a separate room since you have ridden out the suite. It's uh, basically the six rooms that surround the, uh, are in this walkway that overlooks where that viewing pool is. So it's a second floor kind of walkway that overlooks the lower level. Each of your rooms are very well appointed, containing a uh, bed, this one actually uh, ornate carved in design with uh, plush mattresses filled with feathers as opposed to straw hmm. uh, and topped with uh, woolen blankets, soft pillows. Uh, each one of these rooms has what you could almost describe as an accent wall as each room has a different fresco that mm. covers one entire wall. And I'll allow each of you, if you so wish, to make me either a knowledge history or knowledge nobility. Nobility it is. Nobility yep. it is. Nobility's higher. Verity gets Oof. a four for a 12. Uh, Cornelius rolls a natural one for an 11. Uh-oh. Gwen rolls a 13 for a 26 on nobility. Nice. All right, Felix got a 13 for a 23 on nobility. And yeah, Oliver rolled a six for an 18, so... Not bad. Yeah. So, Gwen, you make your way in. You look over this uh, this mural here. The mural in your room is of Taldars. Unbeknownst to all of you, the murals in each of your rooms are of Taldars. Gwen, yours shows uh, Taldars standing in a city surrounded by dead bodies um, of a dozen oh. assassins, oh. Uh, raising one wow. hand to the crowd as he speaks. <laughs> Many of the onlookers cheering, some throwing themselves at his feet. Wow. <laughs> With your knowledge, nobility check... Uh, considering you are talking about the greatest noble of Taldor. Gwen, you are aware that this depicts Taldoris during a famous speech in which he voice, his voice miraculously reached the entirety of a city, both rallying his people and compelling any remaining assassins after he killed all the assassins trying to kill him, and spies to throw himself at his mercy. Wow. Jeez. So this guy's got some mythic. With your nobility yeah. uh, check, you are aware that this legend is actually one of the common myths of how the Lion's Blades began. Oh, that these yeah. spies actually defected to Taldaris and became the first Lion's Blades. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Hmm. It is somewhat debated exactly uh, where this took place, although many actually believe that it took place in the city-state of Castlemere. Oh, oh, interesting. Hmm. Okay. Cornelius, you enter your room. Uh, you see a also a depiction of uh, of war because this is Taldor, uh, where fallen soldiers lie around Taldaris as he points at a skeletal angel that actually kneels before him. Um, as Taldars is dropping a trio of lilies into the skeletal angel's hands. Hmm. 
Unfortunately, you have no idea what yeah. this represents, other than the fact that wow, that's a really cool. I want to be depiction. in the cool skeletal <laughs> angel say, room. Is that like a yeah. pomp or Metal. something? If you don't know, you're just like a wild. I'm cool. I don't, I don't really want to. I don't want to sleep with the skeletal angel staring at me all night. But he, he, yeah, he Gwen just, like, will just goes you. to sleep and looks the other way, like rolls onto the <laughs> other side, so he's not looking at that. Yeah, yeah. Um, Verity, yours actually uh, shows wall mural of uh, Taldara standing before the walls of a city, hmm. of what you are able to recognize as Casimir. Oh, hey, I know Casimir. Again, it has much changed since then. However, the actual layout of the walls has not. Hmm. Nice. Taldar stands before the walls of a city, uh, uninjured, but surrounded by thousands of arrows. Hmm. Either they had all bounced off of his breastplate, or somehow <laughs> miraculously an entire army missed him. Great. Whoa. Very his nice. own army is safely <laughs> far behind him, some distance back. Hilarious. Again, it's an amazing mural, but you have no idea what scene it's actually depicting. And the uh, the next room over, Oliver, you're, uh, you enter the room, you drop down your equipment, all the rest of that. You look over this beautiful mural of Teldaris gripping in a headlock a massive golden six-eyed lion cool. ah, by its fiery mane, nice. driving <laughs> oh a sword into its throat. Okay. <laughs> you are well aware, because you are a Darhan, mm. that this image shows Teldaris slaying the beast Gorgasant. Taldane legends tell of the Gorgasant a golden-furred lion beast that the first emperor Taldaris killed in the early days of the empire. The Gorgasant has reappeared throughout history hmm. to test great Taldane heroes, and scholars disagree whether or not this is the same ageless mythic beast that somehow like a phoenix responds, or a rare race of creature. Hmm. The mightiest beast sired by the powerful offspring, however, as the creature does breed true amongst dire lions of the Whistling Whoa. Plains in the northern uh, World's Edge Mountains are the Grisantian lions. Cool. Of which your family once had the uh, prestige of having slayed the largest number of them. Jeez. <laughs> Unfortunately, you lost all of their pelts and the trophies and everything else when Kadira took white march for uh, ah. a while during the occupation of Southern Taldor. And they took all those pelts back because they looked wild. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're pretty epic. Um, and by epic, I mean, I think those things are like a challenge rating of 13 or something like that. Wow. They're extraordinarily Jeez. powerful. Wow. Uh, and lastly, Felix, you find yourself in a, uh, a room depicting, and you don't know whether or not the person actually like recognized your uh, your robes um, or your traveling clothing or your holy symbol when you came in and decided this okay. or not, of Taldaris kneeling with a hand clasped over his chest as a bearded man resplendent in golden clothing presents <laughs> a pair of keys atop a folded garment to him. Mm -hmm. uh, you are aware that this scene depicts the god Abadar appearing to Taldaris yep. and imparting to him the mantle of kings as a symbolic mm. right of rule. Well, okay then. Guy had a really storied life. Well, yeah. This is actually only like five of the events that he did. The dude did a whole bunch of crap. But I suppose uh, you all get together. You all head over to the bathhouse after dropping off your stuff. Those of you that are going to the bathhouse. Yep. Yeah. So I think it's a majority of you. Yeah, all I think everybody except Cornelius is going over. Are you going over too? I I will pay for you if you okay, want to. Okay, well go. Then if you're paying, then I'll go. <laughs> it's too silver. It's not the end of the world. Your family yeah. would be so ashamed. I I was gonna say I'm ashamed to the Marisets for for many reasons, but being this broke is also one of them. <laughs> but again, I imagine you all spend a, a rather fun evening at the very least, enjoying your mm -hmm. tourist trap here. <laughs> you know, it's not a tourist trap. The bathhouse. Yeah. I mean, house. it is a legit bathhouse. Even if all the statues are fake. there is something appealing about it. I, you know, the the business acumen is pretty impressive. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, I think the girls are the only ones. Go- are Cornelius? Are you going to the baths with us? Well, I'm, I'm going to the baths too. I'm just using the gymnasium first. Yeah. All right. I'm getting a massage. Cornelius is not really one for the gym. So the ladies and Cornelius hang out in the bath. I mean, there yeah. you go. All works Oliver out. If you wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you want to wait like an hour for my workout to be done, <laughs> gotta get these gains, you know. <laughs> yeah, I'll go work out with Oliver so he's not alone. You gotta go in partners just in case there are assassins. Yeah, uh, that's, that's fair. true. It's fair. Also, so someone's there to spot you. Exactly. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, you'll hurt yourself. We're too old. For I can this. do myself a mischief if I if I don't have a spotter. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, what happened to Oliver? Well, he choked to death because the bar landed on his throat. <laughs> yes. It was a problem. <laughs> That's one to put in the uh, the obituaries for this. Yeah. Oh, geez. <laughs> Died in the bathhouse. <laughs> he, rolled a, he rolled a natural was, one on his strength check to lift that uh, weight. Activity. There wasn't even an encounter. <laughs> <laughs> he really wanted to roll for it. But... I then imagine all of you rest up for the evening, uh, gather mm. yourselves and set out again the next day as you continue to make your way further and further. Today, actually crossing out of Leopar's prefecture and returning uh, to some of your home prefecture of Tandak. Yep. Heading north before noon, you pass from Opar's prefecture into the Tandak prefecture, continuing to clatter along the rough-hewn road. As you exit the Opar's prefecture entirely, there is not an immediate transformation or anything. There's not even a sign that says, you know, now leaving Oparos or something like that. You just roll over a hill and keep going. You find that the uh, from the carriage, the vista stretches infinitely, as you soon find yourselves in the actual Tandak Plains. The land rises and falls gently here, as you've left the rocky expanse of northern Oparos behind, and you make your way into this prairie landscape. Uh, for those of you versed in history, basically anyone that has a rank in history, um, or a rank in geography, I'd give it to either. Okay, I have both. Nope. You are aware that the the landscape here actually comes from the deforestation of the Verdruan Forest, Ooh. as the Verdruan Forest actually once reached all the way down to the Oparis Prefecture. Wow. Um, however, 5,000 years of uh, naval conquests and building war machines and so on and so forth has meant that the uh, forest has been steadily chopped back and back and back, which... Uh, led famously to the druids uh, saying no more at one point and threatening to uh, wage war on all of Taldor. Mm-hmm. I love those druids. The soil here, however, once rich and fertile, is mostly now depleted and dry. Too exhausted to support anything beyond clusters of tenacious grasses, thorny shrubs, uh, stands of stunted, twisted trees that have clawed their way back up from the ground. Dotting the seemingly endless plains are the spectral remnants of abandoned towns. Sometimes nothing more than their foundations, sometimes uh, the occasional skeleton of a building still standing. These were once uh, the logging communities that as they cut down too many trees and cut the forest back, they were just abandoned and then moved closer to the forest edge to continue in continuous repetition. All of them now simply stand as silent witnesses to the communities that once thrived here but have moved on as the environment could no longer sustain them. You pass the occasional community here, but they are diffuse. And you know that as you get closer to the actual fruit and forest, you'll probably find more people, which is where the county of Merit is. Mm. Despite the stark depression of it, there is a beauty here. You can see as nature has kind of started reclaiming itself, revitalizing itself as this place again was over farmed and overworked. But now that it's been abandoned and nature's been given a chance to rejuvenate 
itself. It seems to be growing back into this almost austere, this haunting panorama of survival of these tough animals, creatures, and vegetation managing to fight their way back. You do stop for that evening um, in this small hamlet uh, by the name of Sosta. Hmm. Sosta. Which is located in kind of central Tandak. Um, and spend the evening at a, uh, a small inn called the Unicorn's Glade. Hmm. <laughs> That's nice. Are there actually yeah. unicorns in this glade? The unicorn tapestries are on the wall. Uh, no, no. Unicorns are primarily forest creatures. <laughs> They're, uh, they all... We're a little far from the forest now. <laughs> well, it used to be a forest. <laughs> it's true. It's a rather pleasant small village. I imagine you stop eat. Uh, they have a famous legendary mushroom stew. Legendary, you say? Ooh. Yes. That's motive. All right. <laughs> A mushroom stew is in sounds. fact legendary. It is a challenge rating of twelve. Ah, yeah. <laughs> it's eating me from the inside. Ooh. Those mushrooms have teeth. Ooh. Ooh. Oh God, that I, would be why? Terrible. Why did That's you go the wrong there? Kind of adventure. You said they had challenge ratings. We're not ratings. playing a horror adventure. I will indeed consume this legendary stew, though. Yeah, stew sounds good. My characters are always more willing to try things than me, so Felix will definitely <laughs> try it as well. It's quite good. Yeah. But yeah, you then retire for the evening. Uh, it is two gold pieces to stay. Uh, does anybody need me to help them? I have two gold pieces still. I will pay this time and have four whole copper to my name now. Gwen has enough and enough. can, but she's going to need help next time unless we get where we're yeah, going. Yeah, same. Same. Fair enough. I'm blaming it on not taking a bunch of money with me to Opara because I'm not, I was going to supposed to be there. What, like I, was two gonna, days? I literally <laughs> thought I was just going to go there for like, you know, a day or two. I didn't realize that this was so going to be a whole thing. So all her spending money and then the money she did have, you know, she got from everything else. We had to buy all those clothes. So it's not like Gwen's broke. It's just everything's back at home mm, and nice. there's not like an ATM in this universe. <laughs> <laughs> you know? we, we all go to the bank of Abadar and say, look, look at our signet rings. Money, please. <laughs> and they're all just like, no. <laughs> That's not how this works. Dang it. <laughs> but you all wake the next day. Uh, gather yourselves set out. Uh, this would be the point that you would be informed uh, by Karina um, that you're actually only about 10 miles away from Merritt County. Oh, oh. great. Yeah, we've oh, been cool. making a good time. Wonderful progress. She would, of course, uh, uh, thank Gwen for that, considering, uh, you know, the horse has been very happy with the music. Yeah, right. the horses are like, yeah, yeah, we're not tired at all. I'm very excited. <laughs> this is the nicest travel we've ever done. Ooh. <laughs> She would inform you, of course, that while you are only 10 miles from uh, Merrick County, it'll be another 30 miles past that to reach Luthador. Mm, fair enough. Because, you know, it is an entire county. Yeah. Luthador just sounds villainous. Luthador does sound villainous. Luthador. It does. Luthador. As you set off, to the north, the Verudian forest begins to loom on the horizon. Um, this towering testament to the ancient times when it reached all the way to the sea, all the way down to the river Porthmos. Now only a fraction of its once magnificent expanse remains, but you do begin to see more of these uh, these small woods, things like the bugbear wood, which you would point out as you begin to approach past it. Uh, although a bugbear has not been seen in the bugbear wood in like three centuries, but it is the bugbear right. wood. Fair mm. enough. Then again, bugbears are extraordinarily stealthy creatures. So yep, <laughs> yeah, that is true. Looming. It might be full of bugbears, and no one knows. The bugbears know. It's true, the bugbears do know. As the, you approach a little closer to Merrick County, the terrain transitions from plains to, more periodically, swampland. Uh, mm. She does warn you as you're making your way into Merrick County. Karina does. Kind of pointing off towards the side, and uh, for those of you riding outside, telling you to keep a weather eye out on Troll Marsh, which... Uh, oh, I wonder how it got its name. trolls have been seen more commonly than the Ooh. bugbears. Oh my gosh. All right, good That's to know. That's not good. Uh, good thing I have uh, produced flame ready. <laughs> do I? We'll see if you make do, a do, knowledge check high do, enough to know do, that you do, need do to I? use that. 
I don't have that. Uh oh. <laughs> I have blistering invective. I can set them on fire with my words. I can curse them <laughs> out nice. and then make them burn to death. That is a great spell, and it is fun. It is true. But she would point out, of course, the uh, the nearby troll marsh. As the uh, road continues along, you can see that in many of these places, uh, the swampland has grown enough that it's actually reached the road. And due to the lack of cobblestones, there's occasionally this, um, the carriage wheels oscillate between the hard, dried earth or the stone and this kind of the slopping mud mm. as the marshes have begun to encroach upon the Opara Highway infrastructure. Very important. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, anyone that wishes our to, our little barony is going to have the best roads, and everything's going to be. Think fixed. about all the jobs we're going to create. <laughs> I mean, technically excited. speaking, part of the South Casimir Highway does run through your lands. Oh, we're going to fix it. Anyone that wishes to actually may go ahead and make me a knowledge nature. Do I have that? Um. Okay. Nope. I have that. I roll an eight for a sixteen. Gwen also rolls an eight for a sixteen. <laughs> hey. just, just virtual high fives as uh, as Gwenelius uh, has apparently solidified into a solid uh, yeah, yeah, team yeah. here. A solid breakout team. Yep. Uh, Gwenelius. It's because of the deforestation, the groundwater coming up. Uh, yes. Um, without the trees to anchor the soil, it can often be washed away by rain. Uh. This causes it to be more low lying and prone to waterlogging. Does anyone know a druid? No. Uh, maybe. Don't we all kind Need of, a, well, we know a gnome. Maybe, actually. <laughs> you need to practice that cut a tree down, plant a tree thing, you know? Yes, yeah. that's going to be one of the first laws that we introduce. Let's say, replant a bunch a of trees. you want a dust bowl? Because the way they're doing this is how you get a dust bowl. It's just <laughs> exactly. rained a little bit less dust. We have so many things we need to do. Plant trees, drain water, fix roads, fix a windmill. There's so much work to do. We're, we're yep. going to have to make a list and get some priorities going. Back in like the first couple of episodes about infrastructure, and we were 100% right that infrastructure had a big part to play Rachel in this Rachel and AP. I got the assignment. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We understood the assignment. But as you continue forward, however, again, it is a harsh yet strangely beautiful landscape. Like tall reeds swaying in the uh, the breeze the cat's tails that you can see like cropping up in the uh, the marsh off towards the side. Technically speaking, you're on the uh, Oparan Highway, right in between the Troll Marsh on your uh, your right-hand side, just on the other side of the uh, Pinsaris River, as you make your way uh, into the county itself. Shortly after crossing into the county, however, following along this up your, your final 30-mile uh, trek to reach the capital of the county of Lothadar, who was riding in the carriage? I I'll point out as you are currently passing by the swamp, uh, there are some mosquitoes, but this is not summer, so they aren't too bad. Gwen would probably be in the carriage. She's yeah. a half decent rider, but with the terrain like it is, she's not gonna. If you, you tell know, me that there it. are trolls, I'm gonna be out. <laughs> Just in case, yeah. it's much faster to get to. Action the moment you mention trolls, it's like pull over. Everyone like hops out, puts their armor on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was gonna nope. say, Verity just grabs her. Uh, what, what do you use? A glaive. Glaive. Yeah, grabs it, grabs mm. her glaive and just has that, you know, sitting in her lap. No, nope. Felix mm. is inside. Gwen's like, I can scream at them from the carriage window. I'm good. <laughs> Courtney's just like, I can put a hand out. It's fine. Well, I'm out on my horse because, you know, fast response times matter. Yeah, I'll go ahead and ride on my horse for now. Why not? I haven't done much of that so far. Very well. So your marshal's out, you know, ready to go. Mm -hmm. Technically speaking, Gwen is also a marshal because she has full marshal proficiency. But yeah. Yes. Gwen could even participate in the tournament if she so wished. True. Gwen's probably going to participate in the tournament. Since really being proficient with lances is all you really need to be able to participate in the tourney. Yeah. Well, I'm out. Riding doesn't Does. hurt. Riding doesn't hurt either. No. Gwen has a rank and ride. Like, she's not great at it, but she's 
good. Nice. You know I what I mean? I put one whole rank and ride just so that I wouldn't be a total embarrassment if I, I ever got two. a horse. As the carriage continues its trek, however, up ahead, without even having to roll, Oliver and Verity, you can see something in the distance. Mm. For those of you inside, you can feel the carriage slow slightly. Uh, not in that getting stuck in the mud slow slightly, <laughs> but in uh, anticipation. Gwen would pull down one of the windows and stick her head out. As What's you going on? look up ahead, oh no! you can see in a combination of, uh, well, imagine curiosity and also uh, maybe even a little bit of heartbreak for a few of you as you begin to approach the beggar wood and see the large camp that has been set up along the edge of the Oparan Highway to form this, for lack of an easier term, this barter stop. These people setting up their wares and such, seemingly having seen your carriage in the distance coming out of the woods to begin to set up small stalls or things for purchase. Judging by the ramshackle nature of the entire thing, um, you're guessing the people here being forced into just collecting what they can and trying to literally sell it on the side of the road as you begin to approach closer to your new home. Oh, Jeez. goodness. Right across from the troll marsh, too. Right across from the troll marsh. Yes. Yeah, yeah. that seems very safe. We're going to do something about this. But as you begin to approach a little bit closer to this, uh, this again, this hodgepodge of traders, uh, your first introduction, as it were, to Merritt County. Hmm. We'll pick it up here next time. Ah, oh, jeez. Oh, Ba -da -ba 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 -da. Oh, oh, so many it beggar wood. It wasn't going to be just like, you know, oh, that's a fun name that that says. No, I really throw this out here, though. Terrible. I really appreciate the fact that the beggar wood are a bunch of people that are like, you know what we're going to do? We're we'll beg. Obviously, it's the beggar wood. But we'll also mm -hmm. set up this little side thing and not the general default of like, well, time for banditry. Yep, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, that's uh, pretty great, actually. Assuming that they you don't know, jump you when you stop to try. I was going like, to say, it could always be a trap. It could be a trap. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Well, like we said, we'll build back up the town and then come down and send a you know, group down here and go, "Hey, we're rebuilding this town. There's like jobs and stuff. Yeah, work on some social <laughs> safety nets. Yeah. Yeah. Rebuild yep. some roads. Uh, help. You know, redo the land once the water's drained. Situation. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. you know? yeah. All right. As our knights of summer have officially arrived in uh, in their new home. Goodness All right. gracious. There were some fun travel moments there, but now let's get to work. <laughs> yep. Uh, I love old Sahir so much. Oh, that place is great. <laughs> that place is funny. And thank you all um, for, for joining us. Thank you for traveling along with us on this uh, this expanse, <laughs> this view, if you will, of the hinterlands of Taldor um, as the party have made their way now out and are making their way uh, to the, the meat of the next book. Um, we're going to be having some yeah, Galag yeah. activity coming up here rather shortly, so you want to stay tuned for that. And uh, while our uh, noble scions, our knights of summer, as it were, uh, may have been uh, struggling and all the rest of that stuff to, to open up their wallets whenever they had to stop <laughs> and, uh, and purchase their in-room stays, and uh, after... 30 episodes of uh, Sugar Mama Martella footing the bill for everything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The harsh economic reality of Taldor has hit us full in the face. We we here at Find the Path do want to thank all of our patrons for having opened up their wallets to, uh, to aid us, to support us. Um, we imagine, we would hope, actually I would almost feel comfortably saying, I guarantee that they do get their money's worth over on our Patreon uh, as Absolutely. we deliver a wonderful show over there. Um, and of course, they're helping to continue to support this wonderful show as well. 
And we do want to take an opportunity to thank a couple of them by name. Uh, and I will go ahead and start. I would like to thank Ryan B. Wilson, all caps. Yeah. So thank Thanks, you, Ryan. Ryan. So you thank should be you, shouting Ryan. that. Thank you. Ryan shouting B. Wilson. It, but, yes. <laughs> Ryan B. Wilson. Yes. <laughs> yeah, do his WWF intro, you know. Oh, nice. Yeah, that's very <laughs> good. this corner... You have to sound more like Brian Bless, though, when you say it. Ryan B. Wilson. Ryan. <laughs> thank you, Ryan. Thank you for joining oh, the, you, uh, the sheer number of Ryans we have. Yeah, we got a horde mm. of Ryans. A horde. That is the proper terminology for a group of Ryans. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I would like to thank Matt Belland. Thanks, Matt. Well, thank you, Matt. Appreciate it, Matt. That's thank a good you, Matt. Name. Yeah. Belland. That sounds like it should nice. be a noble nice. house somewhere in Taldor. House yeah. Belland. Yeah. Thank Belland. you. Yeah. I like it. Thank you, Matt. Thank you, Matt. Yep, and I would like to thank Joseph Semino, ICU. Uh, Never mind, that didn't make any sense at all. Cut I that. don't understand um, your joke. I, yeah. I was trying to do something with a no and turn it into like a yes or something, and it didn't really work. So you get a classic mm. weird Jordan joke. Yes, yeah. classic. It doesn't land at all. Classic non. Congratulations from and thank you, thank Joseph. You. Thank, thank you, Joseph, thank you, for yeah. putting up with me. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you got me in the readout. <laughs> I like um, to think that that's what Jordan says to Jessica every night. Thank you, Jessica. <laughs> 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 It's so mean, but so accurate. I have to say the same thing because I'm spicy. <laughs> I, I would like to thank Z, just just the letter oh, Z, Z which cool. is cool. Very thank nice. you. Thank all the people with a Z in their Z. name. Thank that's you, awesome. I really yeah. hope that that's Zorro. Oh, yeah, yeah it's a Zorro. <laughs> Wouldn't that be awesome? Oh, man. Oh, man. I would like that. Thank you, That'd Z. Mm-hmm. All right. And I have another Ryan. This is a uh, thank you to Ryan Hopkins. Thanks, Ryan. Well, thank, you. Right. thank you. Thank you, Appreciate Ryan. Ryan. for Team Ryan. Yeah, welcome to the horde, Ryan. Yes. <laughs> and uh, I think, I don't know if this would count as an addition to Team Ryan, but uh, I... I yeah. would Original. like to go on in and thank Saratoga Ryan. We yeah, appreciate Ryan. it. Yeah. Thank you. Ryan. It's just the day of Ryan. Real club. Well, thank <laughs> you very Ryan. much. For people that thank have you. asked, first off, thank you, Ryan. Welcome yes, to the thank horde. thank you very much. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, for people that have asked in the past, uh, we we do these entirely just in the order in which people join the Patreon. So we apparently mm-hmm. just had a whole bunch of Ryans join this all the same time. It's funny how sometimes it clumps up like that. Yep. They, must have, they must have used their horde mail to email one another. Calling all Ryans. We need to support Everybody who has a path. Ryan.com email address just got blasted. Yeah. You know, the Davids are overcoming us. It's true. We need to, we need to respond. Don't get me started on those Stevens. <laughs> I have coworkers that are Stevens and Ryans. I need to be like, guys, did you get the email? <laughs> did you back y'all, the Patreon? Y'all. Uh, and of course, we do want to also take an opportunity to thank our Find the Path tier patrons. That does include Andrew Miller and her Braden Worrell, Elliot Brown, Eric and Lisa Junker, Gary S., Ian Date, Jessica Betterly, Jim C. Joshua Saldana, Kevin Etterfay, Louis Ellis, Siren Roll, and TJ Khan. Thank you Thanks. all for your Thank amazing you. support. Absolutely. Thank you. You get a VIP tier in the bathhouse. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah you, get, you get access to the noble baths. Yes. You get access to the masseuse also without any Ooh. extra cost. <laughs> yes, oh, yes. yeah, yeah. There you <laughs> go. That comes, that comes yeah. VIP package. They do that yeah. thing where they put hot rocks on your feet, that whole yes. thing. Dude, I love the hot stones in a massage. <laughs> so good. This is obviously from a man that's never been to a masseuse. (laughs) (laughs) I need to to fix that at some point. You gotta go. You really should. It's wonderful. Yes. Patreon stretch goal. So yeah, thank you all for your... To the masseuse, that's a weird stretch goal. (laughs) (laughs) 
We'll do a we'll do a whole thing where we uh, we it's hit up every stream. like yeah well we hit up every like place like that in all the DFW area just like one day after the next after the next. Oh until my there are there are nothing spa but places <laughs> in Dallas that are like the Roman baths. Yeah, exactly. Sure. King's it's spa. a Korean style one, but it's still baths and spa and saunas and stuff. Yeah. But again, thank you all for your continued patronage and support. Yes, thank and you. check back in with us next time as the Knights of Summer have arrived in Merritt County. Infrastructure. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> seriously. So much infrastructure to fix. Uh, Bye, Bethel. Bye. 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 So I'm going to have to figure out what Oliver's actually going to do. I'm like, I don't know anything about infrastructure. You're going to get a I real doing? hard, fast lesson from Verity and mm-hmm. Felix. Yep. And we'll just have you come in and you'll have to do all the physical labor, but, you know, we can have Cornelius tell yeah, you what to do. Cornelius is going to train here. Yeah. <laughs> Find the Path Ventures is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. War for the Crown is copyright 2018. War for the Crown and the Pathfinder Venture Path are trademarks of Paizo. All Pathfinder images are property of Paizo and are used with permission.